Leaders Lift, the podcast for anyone looking to improve their lives, get more out of life, leadership development. I know that sounds like a lot of things, but lately I've been focused a lot on helping us as individuals get more out of life, regardless of the situations that we may be in. So I'm your host, Greg Cunningham, and I'm grateful to be here today. Last week, I talked about trying to be more deliberate either during, if you can do more than just survive, or right after going through a tough experience. Now, one of the reasons for this is some of the things I've been through in the last year and I'm going through currently, they relate to this. So over the last week or so, I've been thinking and wrestling with a few related topics. And what I'd like to do today is just spend a few minutes talking about the impact of trying to force things or staying in our comfort zone, two opposites. That's something I've talked about in the past. Balancing self-care with everything else in life. And then for those that are like me, trying to overcome the guilt that inevitably comes when I'm not going all out all the time. So I'd like to try and tie all of those topics together, and I hope you'll stick with me through the end of this episode. Now, before I really just dive in, just a reminder to do all of the things like share this podcast, get the word out so others can benefit from this as well. And I'd love to get your feedback on what I could do to improve the content, the quality, the type, what topics you'd like to see me cover. And I'm also trying to do a little bit more on YouTube. I'm enjoying doing some video snippets. So uh, I'm going to try and put two or three videos up each week related to the episode and maybe some stuff that's not related. So check out Leaders Lift on YouTube as well. Now, one other thing before I start in on today's topic, I did get some feedback from a listener this last week. And the main reason they reached out is they said that the concept of looking for opportunities for course correction really resonated. Now, that's something I've talked about quite a bit, but I think that's important, especially when we go through hard times, um, which is kind of what these last few episodes have been about. But we really should be looking at are there minor or sometimes major course corrections that we want to make that will help us eventually get more out of life? Just something to think about. Now, this listener also said that they like that I'm helping people relate to me by sharing personal experiences. Now, I will say that sometimes I feel like maybe I share too many personal experiences, but that's what I have to go off of. I've been through quite a bit in life. Um, Definitely don't have as many experiences as a lot of other people, but I really would like for people to learn from my experiences. So I don't know. If I'm sharing too much, let me know. But someday I hope to get back to more non-situational topics, meaning I've got a whole list of things that I want to cover that aren't related to whatever's going on right now in my life or in the world. But sometimes this is the way life goes. Now, I'd also love to get your feedback. If you have anything, like I said, you want me to cover, or if you just want to provide feedback on an episode, and you can go to www.mountnebelconsulting, that's mtnebelconsulting.com slash llfeedback. It's a new feedback page I put up there, pretty simple. Fill it out, send it in to me, and I'll be able to take a look at it. And you can find a link to that feedback form in my show notes. Okay, let's dive in for today. Like I said, I want to talk about forcing things versus staying in our comfort zone. Then I want to talk about balancing self-care with everything else that's going on life, on in life. And then I want to talk about how maybe we can get better at dealing with the guilt that comes if you're like me and you're not going all out all the time. So first, forcing things versus staying in our comfort zone. 
Now, what do I mean by this? Forcing things is really that approach where we're just going to slam it in. We're going to take that square peg and we're going to jam it into a round hole. And if we have to get a hammer, we're going to do that as well. It's the concept of I'm going to go fast, I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to make this work no matter what else is, is going on in life. And then the staying in our comfort zone is the opposite, right? I'm just going to sit back. It's comfortable. It's easy. I'm not going to push things. I'm not going to stretch. None of those kinds of things. I just, just want to stay there. Now, you know, if I think about examples of working out, I've done some of both of these, right? I mean, there's times when I want to take my e-bike out and turn the pedal assist all the way up to five and basically pedal once every 200 yards or whatever it takes me to get around there. That's that concept of staying in our comfort zone. Or if you think about training for a long race or something like that as, yeah, I'm pretty good right now. I can run a mile in, I don't know, eight minutes, whatever it is, right? And I'm just going to stay about right there. That's staying in our comfort zone. Then on the flip side, there's this concept of forcing things, right? If I keep on that workout analogy, I remember uh, in high school at one point, we were doing what we called a fun run for a fundraiser. And for every mile we ran, we raised so much money and got kind of competitive there. And I remember how hard I forced myself to keep going and going and going. This was at the beginning of the wrestling season, not at the end. So I was not in as good a shape as I was going to be. And I was pretty sick and worn out when that got done. So that's not a good extreme either. And so that's kind of forcing it, right? I'm going to do this no matter what the cost is. So let me give you, uh, like I said, just a couple of personal stories here. Again, I don't know if this helps or not, but you know, last week after my dad passed, I was kind of struggling, and but I had a piece of consulting work that I wanted to try and get done, and this is an example of forcing it. And I was trying to do some pretty, uh, pretty, not deep, but fairly complex calculations, and I needed to make sure the methodology was right. And so I did all of that, and then Monday I shared some of that with a client, and then when I went back Wednesday after things had settled down a little bit more, I realized that I didn't, wasn't sure I had the methodology correct. Now we're still trying to work through this. Um, but this is a good example of not trying to force things when probably you aren't in the right state of mind or it's not the best opportunity to do that. I definitely was not in the right mindset to be doing that kind of consulting work for a client. And so sometimes... Even some of our normal activities might be forcing them. I mean, normally putting together a spreadsheet and making sure calculations are good to go is not something I struggle with. So that's an example of forcing it. Now, the result of that is now I had to go back and I've had to work through it and we're trying to figure out what methodology is correct. Um, but that's not the kind of thing that I like to do. It's not what I want to present to my clients. I want things to be accurate. So a lesson for me there is when you're not in the right mental space, don't do those kinds of things that require that kind of mental effort. Now, the other extreme is staying in our comfort zone. And I've shared a little bit of this, but I think both times when I got laid off, uh, the first time in 2019 and then the second time in 2022, I think I had gotten into a comfort zone and gotten a little bit complacent. The first time, I wasn't really making a difference. The company was going through a merger. All the projects had been put on hold. Really, all I was doing was fiddling around with one project that I had and stepping in every once in a while, but it was hard. I wasn't really in there making a difference, but I didn't realize that I was just being complacent. I didn't realize that it was time for me to move on. 
until I got laid off and realized, wow, that wasn't a great opportunity for me. Now, the second time I got laid off, I didn't realize how it was impacting my health. I was comfortable just getting up, doing the work. I mean, I could do the work. I wasn't having to work 60 hours a week, but I didn't realize how it was impacting the stress and the other people in my life. And so again, I was in my comfort zone. And what I couldn't see in either of these scenarios is the negative impact that they were both having. So those are two kind of examples, plus the, the working out ones that I shared earlier, of what I mean by forcing things versus staying in our comfort zone. So the problem with forcing things, and you probably noticed this from those examples, is number one, we make mistakes. Number two, it really hurts when you kick a brick wall. And then probably the third, and maybe the biggest one is, if you force things too much, you're going to end up on the wrong path. You're going to have to course correct big or little, don't know which, depends on the situation, but you just end up going in a direction that you probably didn't need to go in. And you actually may do more damage than sitting back a little bit. So, you know, sometimes I've told this story how sometimes when I think, oh, I'm going to go in and try and fix something, I end up doing more damage to whatever I'm trying to fix than in the first place. And a lot of times I do that when I'm rushing or when I'm not thinking through it or when I just spur of the moment decided, oh, I got to tackle this right now. So we can force things, like I said, we can make mistakes, and we can really do damage to that path that we're on and force a longer-term course correction or make things more work than what they needed to be in the first place. Now, the flip side of that is that the problem with staying in our comfort zone is that we don't grow. If I think about the first time, especially, that I was laid off, <clears throat> excuse me, I wasn't growing at all. Right. I was just kind of, I was learning some stuff, but from a professional standpoint, I didn't have a lot of leadership going on. I was just kind of doing what needed to be done and I wasn't going anywhere. So that's number one, no growth. Number two is we may not see the train wreck that is coming. And that was the problem in my second time I got laid off is that my health was suffering and uh, other people could see it, but I couldn't see that coming. And I think if I had continued on that path, um, there might have been some serious ramifications to both my mental and my physical health. So when we get in that comfort zone and we just sit back or kick back and relax, then it's hard to see that. So what do we do? We need to find a good middle ground. And this is something that even a year after being laid off, I think I'm still struggling with a little bit because I still want to go all out. And what I'm finding is that with all of these things that I've gone through over the past year, which I mentioned most of in the last episode, you can go back to that if you want, is I just don't have the same capacity that I used to have. I can't, all out for me right now is not as much as all out used to be. So that's the number one thing that you may need to do, which is you may need to rebuild your capacity to push forward, rebuild up what that maximum is. Now, this is very similar to building up lung or muscle capacity. When you, if you've been injured and you go back to lifting weights, you don't jump right back to where you were before. You've got to build back up to that capacity. And that same thing goes with our lives. How much can we handle? How much can we do? Especially if you've gone through a series of tough times where you may need to take it easy or you've had to back off. So I know I've been sick for the last couple of weeks, and so I haven't got out and gotten on as many bike rides as I normally would. I can't just go back out and assume I'm going to be able to climb like I used to at high elevations. I'm going to have to rebuild my lung capacity. So that's number one. Think about how you're going to rebuild your capacity to push forward. 
Number two is be careful in making extreme changes. Again, if we're trying to find a good middle ground, we don't want to just jump right in. And if I haven't been running for six weeks, I don't want to say on day one, I'm going to go out and run a marathon. Probably not a good idea. But I also don't want to say I'm going to go out and just walk around the block when I'm capable of doing much more. There's got to be some middle ground there. So don't make extreme changes. Be deliberate about them and make sure that they are, those changes that you're going to make are going to get you where you want to go. And then be willing to experiment with things that will not make or break your life. So I told the story about the consulting stuff last week, right? What I should have kept doing, which is what I had been doing a little bit of the day after or the couple of days after my father passed, was I was doing things that really wouldn't have... Um, they really wouldn't have made a difference whether I made a mistake or not. So I was working on some graphic images for the YouTube channel and, you know, some of those kinds of things, or, you know, I got my new phone last week and was setting it up. So those are the kinds of things that aren't going to make or break it versus if I had really gotten things wrong and done a bad job for my client that could have jeopardized uh, my relationship with them. So be willing to experiment with things that won't make or break your life to help you build up that capacity. What are some things I can be working on right now? And then I'm sure you've got another list of things that you can do to try and find that good middle ground between forcing things and being complacent. And I'd love to hear what they are. So again, use the feedback form, use the link in the show notes and let me know what that is. Now, the second topic for today is this concept of balancing self-care and everything else in life. And I've got to admit, I have really, really struggled with this um, over the last several months and more so than in the past, which and I struggled with it then even. So, but this has really been a struggle for the last several months. So let me just recap what I've said about a few of the things that I've said about this in the past. If you want to go more in depth, go back to episode 18. That would actually be a good refresher on this. One of the things... Well, the first thing that I've said is, one, we have to prioritize self-care when we need it. And this is about your energy well, right? Finding ways to replenish your energy well. You draw from your well constantly. Others regularly draw from your energy well. And if that gets too low or is gone completely, then you're no good to you or anyone else. So prioritizing self-care is about finding ways to replenish that well. Now, sometimes you can do little things and that bumps your energy up a whole bit, but there's other times when you need big things and figuring out when to do which kind is super important, right? Like I know that I need to get back out now that I'm feeling better. I need to get back on a bike or back out for walks and I'm going to figure that out starting today. I'm going to work on rebuilding up my fitness capacity so that I can do more of that. But then there are going to be some times where we just need vacation time, right? Or we just need downtime or we need to set aside one type of task and leave it for a while and do something else. Going back to that experimenting with things that are not going to make or break it. Right? So we've got to prioritize self-care when we need it. We need to refill the well. Sometimes it's little things and sometimes it's big things. So remember those. But again, go back to episode 18 if you want to get more in-depth information on that. Similar to forcing versus comfort, right? Forcing things versus staying in our comfort zone. It's very easy to go to one extreme or the other. We can do no self-care and just try and power through it, rub some dirt on it, right? Or we can do way too much self-care and become complacent or idle or so self-focused that anything outside of what is 
most fun or easiest or whatever it is at the moment for us, everything else besides that gets put to the wayside. So we don't want to go to extremes on either one of those either. Again, we've got to find a good middle ground. Same things about forcing versus comfort zone apply here, which is experiment, build up your capacity, all of those kinds of things, okay? Now, some ideas about finding the right amount of self-care is, number one, you've got to be honest with yourself. Do you really need self-care or downtime? There are times when actually it can make things worse. Um, you know, if I think about my dad passing, yes, there was part of me that wanted to just mourn and all of those kinds of things. But then there's the other part of me that when I was just sitting around thinking about things and I knew all of this work that needed to be done, it just was making things worse. Now, again, I shouldn't have gone in and tried working on those calculations, but I could go in and do some other things, which is why for my other podcast, we redid the YouTube banner and the thumbnails and a whole bunch of stuff. And then I spent a lot of time playing with my cell phone last week too. So. So sometimes if you go in and focus on certain things and start doing some tasks, it can make things better. So you've got to be honest with yourself about that. Is this going to help or is this going to hurt? And that means we've got to be willing to do some evaluation. Are there key things that have to be done right now? So neglecting those key things, it's likely to cause even more of a drain on your energy, right? So, you know, just Let's say you um, really don't want to go to the post office and mail off the power bill, but if it's not postmarked by today, your power is going to be shut off. Probably need to get up and go down and do that, right? Neglecting that is just going to put a worry on you, and eventually you're going to end up with no power, so probably should go down and pay that. I know that's kind of a simple example, but that's the first question. Are there key things that have to be done right now? And then the second question following up on that is, are there things that can be pushed off for a period of time? Okay, so the power bill is not due for two weeks. I got the check sitting right here, but I got to walk it down to the post office or to the mailbox or whatever. I know this is not a realistic scenario, but I'm not going to worry about it right now. I'm going to go do something else, right? Are there things that can be pushed off for a period of time? And the follow-up to that is, what could I do in that period of time to help replenish, right? So... You know, let's say I had a big deliverable coming up this week for my client, but it's not due till Friday and my brain's just not there and I need to do a little bit of activity to replenish the well. So instead of trying to work on that, I should probably go out and go for a bike ride or a walk or something to try and replenish a little bit of that energy rather than trying to dive into that, that uh, assignment for my client. Now, these are all very, very individual and unique to you, right? And unique to the situation. and. You know, what may be okay to push aside right now and another circumstance may not be okay to push aside. So you've got to think about that and evaluate these things. And again, like I always say, you need to be deliberate about the decisions you make and not just let things happen. Now, one of the other things that you can do that I wish I had done before I got laid off this last time is learn to ask somebody else for their perspective or ask them for help even. You know, asking, does it seem like I'm struggling? Or am I neglecting any of the important things? Sometimes we can't see the tree for the forest, so we need to ask, right? I couldn't see some of those impacts that my last job were having on my mental and physical health, but others could, but I never asked, and they just assumed I was going to work through it. Well, 
I don't know what it would have turned out if I hadn't got laid off. But I know when I did get laid off, I had a lot of people telling me we were really concerned. So sometimes you need to ask others for their opinion and perspective. Now, make sure you ask someone you trust, someone that's going to understand you, that knows, you know, what's the right balance for you, right? This isn't going to tell you, I just don't worry about anything when that's going to make things worse or tell you, no, 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 just rub some dirt on it and power through when that's going to make things worse. This is all about finding that middle ground, right? So make sure you ask someone that's going to help you do what's right, not force you to one extreme or the other. Now, one of the other things you need to do is to not neglect your physical health. I, I know I talk a lot about making decisions and thinking through things, but don't neglect your physical health. Being sick and stressed for me means I eat more snacks and I don't exercise as much. It's actually more draining than you would think, right? You think, okay, I'm going to just sit around and rest and I'm going to get feeling better. Well, that's not necessarily the case for me all the time. There are times when I have to push off the physical exercise because my body needs all of the strength it has to fight off whatever bug I have. If I think about when I got COVID one of the times that, I mean, I just couldn't, right? I just couldn't get out of bed for the most part for a couple of days. So, but there are other times when I've got a cold or something like that, that I know that if I go out and exercise, it's actually better for me. So don't neglect that part of this. Figure out when you should be exercising or doing things and when you shouldn't. And again, find something simple to do. Don't push it too much if you're really physically sick, because that could make things worse, right? I'm not going to go jump on, throw my bike in the truck, go up to the mountain trails and ride for two hours right now. I'm going to go out for a walk or I'm going to get on my e-bike or I'm going to get on the stationary bike in the basement and build back up that capacity. But I do need to start getting that physical health back where it needs to be. So just like everything else I've been talking about today, we shouldn't force our physical health, but we shouldn't get too complacent with it either. We need to find that good middle ground that allows us to continue to progress again so that we can get the most out of life. Now for the last concept for today, this is the thought about Overcoming the guilt that some of us feel for not going all out all of the time. So here's the question. Do you feel guilty when you slow down or take a break? Or when you do some self-care? Or when you say, I'm just not going to do anything today? Now, I'm not sure I've got a great answer for how to approach this because... To a certain extent, you don't want to get too comfortable with your conscious pricking you because that would make it way too easy to just take permanent downtime. So I don't want to drive your conscious away from that. But at the same time, sometimes that guilt causes more damage, right? I mean, it's okay to have our conscious prick us and say, hey, maybe you should get going, but not to push us so hard that, again, we're trying to force things. Again, not one of these extremes, finding some middle ground. So what I've been thinking about lately and trying to do and will continue to do this, and again, I would love to have your feedback or thoughts on this. Number one, I'm working to find the right speed to approach life. I had this thought again just this morning is that I was working on something and I thought, you know what, slow down. You don't need to be in a rush to do this because I always seem to want to get everything done as quickly as possible. And that's too fast and that's forcing things to a certain extent. So. One of the things that I want to do is to try and work to find the right speed to approach life. It goes for the professional life, personal life, all of those kinds of things. Because I don't need to be moving at full speed all the time. 
I don't need to be forcing things that don't have critical timing. If you go back to my story about those calculations, I really didn't need to work on those last week. It would have been fine working on them or that week when my dad passed. It would have been fine waiting to work on them later. So that's about finding this right speed to approach life so that I'm not forcing things, but I'm not, you know, I don't have my foot fully on the brake. It's also about, I'm, it's also about, and I'm trying to figure out how to find a better balance between things that are good self-care for me and everything else, right? So exercise, definitely after having been sick for a couple of weeks, I got to get back and exercise. It's got to happen super, super soon, like today, which I plan on doing. But then the second thing is finding meaningful things that, that I can do that still allow me to slow down and re- replenish. And so like I said last week, I was able to work on some podcast stuff that didn't really matter if I made mistakes. And that was replenishing. It got me excited about some of the podcast stuff and those kinds of things. And so I don't, because I'm not going to do good if I just say, well, I'm going to go play a full season of MLB The Show on my Switch. It's a game I like to play, but I play like a game at a time and then go on. If I said, I'm just going to spend all day playing that, not good. Or, you know, I recently, while I was doing some stuff, had the Harry Potter series of movies running in the background. If I just said, all I'm going to do today is just I'm going to put those on and play them all straight through, that would not be good for me. That is way too much self-care. So it turns into non-care, right? Because it would make things worse. So I need to find some meaningful things to do that will still allow me to slow down and replenish. So those are the two things, you know, finding a balance and finding the right speed. Now, what I'm what I'm hoping these will help with, is I'm hoping they'll help with this guilt, right? Number one, I hope that it allows me to do something meaningful that doesn't require 100% speed and capacity. There's definitely times when I need to go at full capacity, but other times when I want to be able to back off. And then doing that can also help me justify going out for a long bike ride or doing something more fun, like playing with my new cell phone, which also contributes to the tech podcast. But Right. If I can do these meaningful things when I'm a little bit more tired and don't have full capacity, but they're, you know, they require less or they're not quite as important. Right. Then I can also say, well, I got enough done today. I can spend an hour out on my bike or doing something more fun. So, you know, I want to be able to say something like, well, I got the critical things done first this a.m. And that means I have less stress about deadlines, self-reliance, commitments, etc. And so if I take the next hour to do something for me, like go on a great bike ride, then that's even more replenishing. I won't feel like I've left something important undone. And I should, in theory, come back and have more energy and be able to go back to things that are important. So this is that balance. I don't know if this last part makes sense, but really what I want to be able to do is be able to shift my mental state to say, yeah, I've gotten the things that I needed to get done today. I've got more things that I need to do, but it's okay in between to do a little bit of self-care because when I come back, I'm going to be able to better tackle those things that need to get done. I think that's it for today. Now, these three topics are all related in my mind and they're all about extremes. It's so easy to either be completely idle or going way too fast. To push through, rub some dirt on it, and do no self-care. Or to do so much self-care that it causes more issues. And that allows the guilt to force us into the pushing too hard situation, which then makes things worse and we go into this constant, vicious black hole. Right? 
It's something that is a constant struggle in my life. And I tend to swing from one extreme to the other. It's not easy to find that midpoint and stay there. It usually, usually starts by me forcing things and pushing too hard for too long and then swinging clear to the opposite end and doing nothing meaningful because I've completely drained my well. So for me, this episode is partially about reminding myself of ways that I can be more deliberate and find a better balance, even if it's a balance that shifts as often as life does. What I hope is that maybe you can find something here that will help you. And then if you have an idea or something you do that I've not talked about, please use the feedback link in the show notes. I want to get better at this just like everybody else does. Well, thanks for sticking around to the end of the show. Don't forget to do all the things. Subscribe here on the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Would love you to share out any of these things that you think can help. Follow me on Instagram. Leaders Lift out there. I'm putting out stuff. I'm also putting out some pretty cool pictures, just so you know, of uh, that I'm taking with my new phone. But I'd love to have you do that so we can spread the word. Now, until next week, find some balance and help somebody else do the same. Thank you.